Uh, Mrs. Merkel, Mrs. Merkel, um, uh, Anthony Wordsmith from the uh, the Sunday Times. Uh, just want to know what is the EU's stance post Brexit for entertainment? Oh yeah, that is very simple. Release the Mr. Man? How many times? It's just Batman, Maureen. One word, like share. Right, yes. Uh, listen, Batman, uh, my husband and I have been talking. Oh, how is Percy? You mean since they removed the batarang from his foot? He's getting better, thank you. Yeah, again, sorry about that. I, I shouldn't have left it lying around. It's been lovely having you here, but you've been sleeping on our couch for a fortnight now, and... Percy and I were wondering if you might be, well, leaving soon. I'm, I'm sure you've got plenty to do elsewhere. Oh, the village has been keeping me busy. It's a regular urban cesspool here. A lot of crime for me to fight. You choked the paper boy into unconsciousness. He was riding his bike, one-handed. See what I mean? Anarchy! you got to have order, Maureen. Then there was the incident at the village fete. Poor Mrs Cunningham hasn't been the same since you kicked her through that wall. But she startled... <clears throat> she startled me. She was only in fancy dress. I don't like clowns. Don't you need to be getting back to Gotham City? Ah, but I hate it there. I keep beating up costume maniacs and dragging them to Arkham Asylum. And they keep breaking right back out. They might as well just install revolving doors so they can cut down on the number of guards who get killed during breakouts. There's only so many funerals Wayne Enterprises is going to anonymously pay for. Oh, uh, not that I'm Bruce Wayne. I, I, I never said you were. Look, I'm sorry, but enough is enough. No more dangling the mayor off the roof of the town hall to get a free parking permit for your car, or asking around if anyone knows of any local dark-haired orphan boys who can take a punch. I'm afraid you're just going to have to... What the... Clark! How's it going, buddy? Hey, Bruce. Oh, don't call me Bruce. Hey, fat man. Lois made a joke about me being faster than a speeding bullet in the bedroom, and I threw her into space. Could I crash here for a while? Sure. Maureen, grab us a couple of beers, would ya? <sighs> Release the clowns! June 1882. London, the greatest metropolis the world has ever seen. A teeming, roaring morass comprising all the best and worst of human enterprise. And standing above the tumults, shining like a beacon of rationality, drawing intellectual wayfarers from all the nations of the globe, the Royal Society. On this sultry summer morning, one such seeker of truth stands transfixed, gazing through the newly fitted glass courtyard doors. Shall we join him? Hmm. Ow. Hmm. Sebastian, my dear fellow, 
What vexes you so? Hans, just the chap. Perhaps you can assist me in this investigation. It's this wasp here, you see. It clearly wants to go over there. Ow! But some mysterious force is preventing it. Yes, I see. So you are suggesting perhaps that there is some sort of force attracting the wasp in this direction. Ouch! But an opposing force is resisting it. Precisely, Hans. Two forces, one attracting it this way. Ow! Balanced by an opposing force of equal strength. How exciting. Is it possible we are on the verge of discovering not one, but two previously unknown fundamental forces? One, drawing objects towards it, so... Ouch! And the other repelling them. My, my. I say, Sebastian, who is this fellow in the courtyard? Oh, splendid. It's my friend Yevgeny. He'll be able to help us. Yevgeny! Yevgeny! Over here! Yevgeny, old fruit, your appearance could not be more serendipitous. We are engaged in the act of discovery and have need of your insight. Sebastian, Dvalrich, where are your manners? You must introduce me to your friend. Oh gosh, I am such a clod. Hans Frey of the Bremen Institute, may I introduce you to Yevgeny, Count Tosimov. Delighted to meet you. The pleasure is all mine. Now... To the matter at hand, describe the phenomenon which you investigate. Yevgeny, my new friend, it is most fascinating. Sebastian has made an initial observation that this wasp is inexorably drawn forward, ouch, and that it is repelled equally. From which we posit the existence of diametrically opposed elemental forces. Fascinating. The proof of a lateral force attracting objects. Oi! And an equivalent lateral force opposing this would indeed be a significant breakthrough in our understanding of the physical world. It might even hold the key to travel between the spheres, enabling us, in a vacuum no less, to move both forward in this manner, oi, and backwards. Excuse us, gentlemen. We must take this rug to the courtyard for beating. We're to beat the dust all out of it. Oh, of course. Oi! Oh, interesting. Traction. Ow! Repulsion. Ouch! Ah, another collision. Oi! Ow! Ouch! Us again, gents. Sorry for the disturbance. Oh, and out you go, Jasper. Shoo! Shoo! Oh, however will we proceed with our investigation? Surely soon another wasp will be similarly attracted here. Ouch! Only to be repelled in proportion. Oi! Of course, if these forces are, as we suspect, fundamental, then inevitably they will come here like this. Ow! Oi! Ow! Oi! Ouch! And so it was that the store of human knowledge increased in those halcyon, late Victorian days. For this truly was the Age of Discovery. Release the clowns. Welcome on board the 352 to London St Pancras. This train will call at Chesterfield, Derby, 
Nottingham, Leicester and is due to arrive in London St Pancras at 5.56. Passengers wishing to alight at Chesterfield should get off the train at Chesterfield. A buffet car serving drinks and light refreshments is available on board this train. Please make your way to Coach F, that's F for Freddy, for teas, coffees, beers, wines and spirits, sandwiches and light snacks. Don't forget that a cup of tea can be quite hot and you might scold your tongue slightly if you try to drink it straight away, which will make your light snack taste a bit weird and lead you to regret wasting £4.50 on a cup of tea and a Kit Kat, especially when you could have bought a thermos from home if only you could be bothered. Passengers are advised to keep their luggage with them at all times, along with any personal belongings and impersonal belongings, and possessions, bags, suitcases, coats, wallets, phones, bits and bobs, bits and pieces, this and that, and sundry items that belong to you, including, but not limited to, thermos flasks. Seat reservations are clearly marked on the digital displays above the seats. A ticket inspector will pass through the train shortly. Please note that by pass through the train, I mean walk up and down the aisle and not glide ghost-like through the very walls of the train like Patrick Swayze. Passengers without a valid train ticket will be asked to buy a ticket at full price. Please insert own joke here about the disgusting price of train tickets in this country. Safety notices are available in each carriage. Please take some time to familiarise yourself with the information. Toilets are located at the end of each carriage. Please urinate and defecate in the toilet. Breaking wind may be done in your pants at your seat. Breathing, thinking and digesting your food is also recommended at all times. Wi-Fi is available on this service. Passengers are advised... Oh... We're at Chesterfield already. Right, let's start again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board the 359 service to London St Pancras. Release the clowns! Now, Carly, hold on tightly to Mummy's hand. Are you going to take your first steps for Mummy and Daddy? You can do it, beautiful. Go on, Carly. Just one little step. Oh, my God! Did you see that? That was bloody amazing! What are you talking about? She's just fallen on her face. No, you don't understand. Carly was taking a dive. There's no way the ref would have booked her for that. What a skill to have at her age. For goodness sake, Clive, does everything have to be about football with you? Now help me get her up. Look, now you've got her all excited and she's dribbling. Dribbling? Let me have a closer look. Wow, that is some pretty solid dribbling. Can you get a tissue? It's really gushing out there. I've never seen such dribbling. And she knew we hadn't our defence in order. Top lass. You've made her cry. Don't worry, Carly, darling. I've got your dummy. Dummy? Come on, Carly. Come on. Take your dummy for mummy. Look at her little head dummying left and right. She's really got you at sixes and sevens. The question we have to ask ourselves is, is mummy ever going to be able to get that dummy into... Ow! You just kicked me. Well, it's all in the spirit of the game. Release the clans.
Hello, I'm Victoria Hounslow, and I'd like to take a minute or two of your time to talk to you about intonation blindness. IB is a condition that affects one person in six, hundred, thousand. People like me. That's right. People like Graham here. Graham lives with intonation blindness. Yes, I do. Yes, he does. Graham, hello. Hello, Victoria. Graham, when did this condition develop? Around the age of seven. Oh, around the age of seven. But it can affect children as young as three. As young as three. As young as three. That's right. Sufferers of intonation blindness find it particularly difficult to form close or meaningful friendships. Tell me about it. Well, it's. Oh, sorry. Tell me about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ha 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 ha. This really. Ha 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 ha. Tragically, this really is Graham laughing. Graham, what are some of the hardships you face? People don't know if I'm being sincere or. Well, that's... not. A friend of Graham's recently underwent potentially life-transforming spinal surgery. Graham, what did you say to them? <clears throat> Good luck walking again. Heartbreaking, but help is available. Scientists have developed the technology to reduce and, in some cases, eradicate the effects of intonation blindness, giving sufferers like Graham hope of living a normal life. Let's demonstrate. <clears throat> Hi, Graham, isn't it? How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You must be Victoria. Might I say, you're even more pretty than your profile picture. Oh, well, thank you. Would you like a glass of Prosecco? Oh, um, uh... I hope you don't think me too forward, but I think I'm falling in love with you. And relax. Thank you, Graham. Thank you! This technology could transform the lives of people like Graham, but it doesn't come cheap, so please, please give what you can to the Intonation Blindness Foundation. Please? Um, Graham, maybe I'd better... Please? Graham, let me... Oh yeah, that's probably for the best. Please help. Help! <clears throat> are you sure you want to run these interviews yourself, Lady Eleanor? Some of these posts are quite horrible. Brother Botolf. As a lady of means living in the year of our Lord, 1346, the only things I'm legitimately allowed to do are sire children, embroider flowers and organise my household. Quite so, my lady. Currently his lordship is at war and is therefore unable to assault my pink fortress. And frankly, if I look at another embroidered posy, I shall take a halberd and run amok with it in the village. Yes, my lady. Interviewing peasants for a job of mucking out the lepers is the only interesting thing I've got left. So, come on. The next candidate will enter. Please state your name. Roger the Peasant. And what do you think you can bring to the job of mucking out the lepers? 
well, you know, it's like I really want this job. So because I really want it, you should, like, give it to me. Yes. And what qualifications or experience do you have? Like, I did some work experience mucking out pigs, and pigs are a lot like lepers. That is true. I have oft said as much to the Archdeacon of Mary Le Pew. Only you can't make bacon out of lepers. My mum tried that, and it didn't turn out well. They didn't cure properly? No, she got burned as a witch. Yes, we see a lot of this. So, as the spawn of a bride of Satan, you are barred from all jobs except mucking out lepers, disposing of plague victims, and being the Duke of Angoulême and Elector of Mecklenburg. Yeah, but plague work's really, like, seasonal. And as Elector of Mecklenburg, you can't set your own hours and you can only get it by being hereditary or some shit like that. So here I am. Lepers. And how do you feel about lepers? Oh, yeah, I'm, like, totally into lepers, yeah? I'm passionate about lepers and leprosy and leper colonies. I have a real passion for that. And as it stands, I've got a lot of unpleasant diseases myself. Indeed. That abscess on your neck is certainly suppurating. The stench from the ooze is quite stomach-curdling. Thanks, blood. That means a lot. All right. If you could please go and stand in the very furthest corner of the room, we'd like to confer without the possibility of being influenced by your pustulant miasma. Yeah, whatevs. Well, he certainly is filthy, and very unlikely to be headhunted as Duke of Angoulême and Elector of Mecklenburg. Yes, and he's very well qualified. I mean, a, a genuine spawn of Satan. I also liked his passion. He really made me feel that the only thing that will give his life meaning and purpose is getting these mucky lepers nice and clean. So, shall we? Yes. Uh, peasant, you've got the job. Bang in! Send in the applicant for the next post on your way out. Thank you, milady. Right. Name? Agnes the peasant. And what makes you passionate about shoveling shit in the stables? Release the Clown starred Phil Whelans, Holly Meachin, Casper Michaels, Joe Tilly, Karen Morden, Alex Marion, Nick Hildred, Simon Littlefield, Dan Willis, Martin Hyder, and Phil Nice. It was written by Alex Marion, Nick Hildred, Phil Whelans, Joe Tilly, Rachel E. Thorne, and Alex DeGrucci. The social media shaman is Dan Willis, and the show's produced by Nick Hildred and Alex Marion. Want a bit more fun? Then check out our friends at the Natural Born Storytellers podcast or drop into their live shows at the Camden Comedy Club and Backyard Comedy for honest, hilarious and poignant tales. And finally, this week's show is dedicated to Lee Beat and the whole Beat family who are die-hard Release the Clowns fans from Birmingham in the heart of England. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. See you in two. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians, to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off limits, from movies to politics, and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want a podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton. <laughs>